What up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. It's your host, Colin Walters, and I'm coming to you live today with a, a small excerpt from Ryan Holiday's new book, Discipline is Destiny. This was a book recommended by Dan Martell, if any of you are familiar, and I picked it up been looking for a new book and I I just read the first chapter yesterday and it moved me so much that I I wanted to make a podcast about it. I felt inclined to immediately reflect, react, feel inspired, feel hopeful, but also walked away feeling super passionate about a message that I want to share with you from chapter 1 and essentially I'm I don't know who knows who Lou Gehrig really is but the entire chapter was about Lou Gehrig right and and Lou was the first baseman for the New York Yankees way back in the day playing alongside Babe Ruth right one I think it was seven World Series titles and Lou was their first baseman and ended up playing 2,130 consecutive games Take a minute and and think about that. This man played 2,130 consecutive games. And that was a record that was held until, I believe it was Cal Ripken, who broke that record in like 1995. So how many years? I think it was like 56 years it stood for, something something like that. And... Couple couple points. Like Lou grew up super poor. He, you know, grew up in poverty. He was um, you know, basically he'd he'd be the one where, you know, in, in New York City is super brisk out, cold outside, freezing, and he's the one in some raggedy shorts and shirt and no apparel that you should be wearing during those winter months and the in the briskness of the New York winters. And that was because that's all he had. But that didn't phase him. This was a man who was known for not only being so humble, living with integrity, living of the highest morals and values and standards, right? But also just had a a sincere and genuine love for the game of baseball. He loved what he did, right? And he was just, the book is called Discipline is Destiny, right? And the self-discipline and self-control this man had, I believe my takeaway was that it was out of a form of self-respect to ultimately really, truly be the best that he could to help his team win, right? And it was this, it was just a standard that he held himself to. And it was just, it was incredible. Holiday in the book talks about how if every player in major league baseball went about their business, like Lou Gehrig did, there would be no need for trainers. There would be no need for coaches because they would, they would have everything that they already need. They would need nobody to tell them what to do. Right. And, and that was just the type of individual that he was and the impact that he had on teammates and that is why they won so many games and world series titles i'm i mean i could go on and on about multiple mvps all-star games 
batting titles, triple crowns, and you know you could go through a whole whole slew of, of statistics and just records that he holds and held. And um, but the, the the my takeaway at the end of the chapter though is something that I was not anticipating because what happened is one day Lou ends up stumbling to put on his his pants. And he starts fumbling to put on his mitt. And his swing becomes slow. And his motor patterns slowly and very surely continue to to dwindle and 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 slow. And you know, he didn't quite know what was going on. And and obviously we the majority of, of people listening have probably heard of the you know Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, and this was the onset of you know, of, of what was happening to Lou. And it was super sad. It was, you know, his streak of 2,130 consecutive games came to an end because he himself took himself out of the lineup. I think about that 20, 2,130 consecutive games. And he took himself out because he felt that he was no longer going to be able to contribute like he needed to for his team. And Two years later, Lou, Lou passes away. And this was at the the young age of 38 years old, right? He started experiencing ALS symptoms at 36. And two years later, he passed away at the age of 38. And in a couple days here, what do we got? We have about two weeks. I will be turning 30. And this was such a, a, a powerful reflection point for me because the question popped into my head of if I knew that I only had eight years left to live, what would I be doing in these eight years? What would I be prioritizing? Who would I be seeing? Where would I be traveling? What would I be doing for work, for career, for life, for relationships, for life experiences and building a life resume? What would I change? What would I read? What would I eat? Like all these questions started flooding into my head. And, and I'm like, man, if I knew that I only had eight more years left to live, it was a powerful question. And this can go, you know, to, to anybody at any age, right? It's just this idea that at some point, um, you know, that time is going to come. And that's not something that, that I shy away from, or I think that we should shy away from because, you know, it's inevitable. And the, the, the truth is that, I just want to be able to maximize this life, right? And I want to be able to live it to the fullest and to do the things that we love doing and that we're super passionate about and consistently do the things that set our souls on fire, right? And and understand what those are and then do it more often. You know, we're not going to be able to do these things every single day. We have responsibilities to take care of. We have people that we're committed to. We have jobs and careers that we're committed to and side side things that we're doing, whatever's going on in life, you know, some, everybody's story is different, but the message that I'm, that I want to relay is just do, do the things that you love. Go take that trip, go travel, go experience something that you've never experienced, go do something you've never done. Right. And I mean, that, that's where my head went with this whole thing. And 
of course, like so much to take away from how we go about our day to day, our lives, our careers, our, our character building with the discipline, the self-control, the self-respect that Lou had. Man, it's just life. Life is precious. You just, you know, we never know what's what's going to happen. And so I just want to encourage you to go do something that is going to excite you so much to put it on your life resume. Right. One thing that, that I did this past year, I had a week, a week transition in between jobs and I hopped in the car, didn't know where exactly I was going to go, but I just started driving up north thinking that I might go to a Seattle Mariners game. And the thought pops in my head. I'm like, hey, I've always wanted to bungee jump and I've always been petrified of it. So let me call this place and see if bungee jumping can happen today. I called them. Sure enough, they answer on the first ring. They said, can you get here by 1 p.m.? I plugged in the directions. I could get there by 1230. My heart started racing and I said, yes, I can. I <laughs> drove straight to uh, the, the ATM, grabbed some cash because they, they do cash. I said, cool. Went to the store, grabbed a Red Bull. So I was hoping that it'd give me wings, make me fly. Drove straight there, ran down to this bridge in this uh, super cool part of the state of Washington and jumped off a bridge they said hey now you got to go backwards i said nah man i'm 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 good i don't have money they said it's all good you can go get some at the atm right up the road i knew i had money so i said you know what let's do this thing jumped off backwards and it was an experience i'll never forget and it was something that i put on that life resume that you know that that enabled me to just really appreciate the moments that we can truly live and and whatever that means to you right Maybe that's being the best mother, the best father, the best friend, spouse, whatever that may be. Maybe that is traveling to every continent or climbing some mountain you've always wanted to do, running a 5K, writing a book, writing a poem, doing something that, I I don't know, man, everyone's got different things that they want to go do, but I just want to encourage you to, whatever those things are, don't wait, go do them. Give me a call. I'll deny it so that you can listen to my voicemail and you'll hear that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is now. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. Hope that you go live your life to the fullest and let me know what you're up to. I would absolutely love to know and love to share it with the world. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. I hope that you found this to be valuable and enjoyable with some actionable takeaways that you can implement into your daily life starting right now. If you did enjoy this episode, can you please do me a huge favor and share this with one friend? Just one friend is all that I ask. And if you could please leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coolin2322. That's Coolin with two O's. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep planting. Keep harvesting, keep sowing seeds with positive energy one day at a time, and I will see you on the next episode.